1: A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this.
0: Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America
1: can help.
0: In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello and welcome to the Paddock and the Pavilion. I hope you are all keeping safe and well and you enjoyed Christmas Day 2020. Hopefully, it will be very different in 2021. Now it's time to listen to today's podcast with your cup of tea and mince pie or perhaps something stronger like a glass of wine. In today's final episode... Of this year, I spoke to Shahadel Alam Ratan, known as Ratan, the CEO of Capital Kids Cricket. Capital Kids Cricket used cricket as a tool to inspire, challenge and change the lives of disadvantaged children and young people across London. Ratan, an elite coach from Bangladesh, has made a real difference in the capital during lockdown. A Cricket Man of Action during the festive period, we will also be releasing a few additional podcasts. So do keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook page for further details. Enjoy today's show and that cup of tea or glass of wine, whichever you prefer. Hello, Ratan. Welcome to the Paddock and the Pavilion. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Well, to start with, I would like to congratulate you on having your name added to the Kia Oval, for a day on Monday the 15th in, in recognition of all the work you've done during lockdown. You must be delighted.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, it was came as a surprise, probably, you know. Um, though I knew a couple of weeks back that it's going to happen because they contacted me for various things. And uh, I, I was not expecting what it looked like until on 15th. And um, so, yeah, I was... Uh, overwhelmed and
0: uh, humble. Yeah, I've seen some of the photos. I mean, you you must let us have one of the photos so we can put on our social media page. Uh, Can you tell me um, what the work you've done for Capital Kids Cricket during the lockdown, which which was recognised on Monday?
1: Well, you see that um, we as organisation, we are quite proactive and um, the things that we do day in, day out, Uh, whatever we think that this needs to be done, we just don't wait for people to tell us we need to do this. We just do it. And uh, this is what is in my characteristic, that if I think that something needs to be done, uh, regardless, I just go and do it so that it is uh, my character. So soon, uh, mid-March, we know that there is something coming up. And, uh, and we thought, well, and nobody expected what it looked like. And I, I didn't expect what it looked like. Uh, soon it's announced. I had a call with our staffs and some of the volunteers. We need to do something. We need to engage because this is, uh, it came in at a time when everybody energized about cricket season in March. March, mm, April yeah. is a time where everybody enthusiasts enthusiastic to go outdoor, you know, plan this indoor training, you know, planning for fixtures, uh, watering kit, you know, watering equipments, all those things. It is an ex- exciting time for many people, particularly the young people. Definitely. And um, we thought we need to just to engaging people. How we do that? Um, I said, all right. In my home, I can do these these things without going outside. So I did some video of batting reel, some bat tapping, some catching. And I told our staff to just keep doing it and keep recording it. Tell your daughter, your son or your your wife to just record it. And then... We, we we start sharing within our group so that we manage a couple of clubs we helped a couple of groups we set up the challenge uh, activities all right keep doing this and let's see how we move on and and that was the start and our our coaches gave up more creative thing than myself and in fact there are the other people who did all those things and we just making made sure that we put together everything and and just to go with that so that was the beginning, this is how it, it came through. And then of course, March, April, May, June, until we come out from July, because when that lockdown it eases, then, you know, that staff are in follow, and then when the uh, flexible follow came out and we brought everybody, we started uh, uh, summer camp, normally we do one place, we did three places, it was people are so hungry to come out and do activities yeah and uh, we are pleased that uh, we could provide that we started in three different venues in east london and <clears throat> what happens uh, and we try to make sure that we follow the government guideline we we make sure that w- our staffs are safe first of all uh, we wanted to make sure that when they come the venue is safe and you know that children's are safe so we have done various additional things i think we are one of the Uh, First organization, we went to the ground and do a trial run with our staffs, maintaining social distancing. All right. This is how we are going to do the bubble. This is how we are going to do the fencing at the ground. This is how children will come, we'll take the temperature. All right. This is how they will do the registration. And, And during the break, where they're going to stay, all those things we have done prior to the summer camp starts. Uh, for
0: what was the age group of the children? So it was very young age.
1: It was started from uh, eight years to 15. So that was the age group. And we got lots of um, younger, youngest, even six years, seven years old <coughs> joined. And there are so much of interest and we could take them because of we have to maintain the bubble. In, in a bubble, we cannot have more than 15, including staffs. And we cannot just take people on the day. So everything was pre-registered. We created Google Sheet. we And, and we gone digitally very quickly. In fact, all those things we have done, you know, um, we didn't think about the funding. We didn't think about uh, we have to get funding, we have to do this. Nothing. And, of course, the National Lottery, they had a funding for one of our refugee projects. It was not designed to do this, but whatever we have done, we received some funding from City of London, uh, East London communities uh, to run a few things. So it was all part of that. But it was yeah. So this is this is one of the way we we have done. <coughs> and so after. Two, I think first two weeks uh, when the children were doing the different activities, coaches are feeding them with various uh, challenges. I, we found probably they, they may get bored. And you know that we we found after a couple of weeks the uh, participation is going down because almost same weeks they're doing almost the same thing. Then we put a challenge between the clubs. All right, this is your club's. Let's see how many people can do this, this, this task. And this is another club and see who is winning. So we started with the three, then five, then 12, then 16. And it's gone beyond London. We, wow. we have a club from Yorkshire. We have a club from uh, um, Sussex. We have a club from uh, Bournemouth. You know, the, all those places the clubs are joining. And then suddenly there are other clubs start engaging with us. With, with our contacts, club from California, uh, club from Singapore, uh, club from uh, we set up a refugee uh, program in Lebanon. Uh, we got two.
0: So it's worldwide
1: now, then. Yeah, it's from there. Yeah, and and everybody was very interactive. And personally, I did some of the online uh, coaching with the, some of the adults. You know that this is what you can do. Well, I I never. Thought that I'll be using Zoom. I never heard about Zoom. No, nobody heard of me. No. All right. So what I have done in the beginning, I think, when the government announced um, that uh, they are going to be lockdown, I created a small group w- with uh, some of the adult players and the volunteers. I think about ten or twelve. I said that I wanted to go for a trial. Of course, I will go. It will go. It may go wrong, or it, it will go wrong. So I wanted to go with the, my close contact so that you give me feedback. So I, I created a Facebook uh, group, and I started with the Facebook Messenger. So that was the first start.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. And then, and then I uh, we we move out from there, and then came to uh, the Zoom. And while I was doing. Um, various interview with the various other people because of lockdown are a lot of uh, digital platform created during that time
0: online and you, mean, and you did some global ball passing as well I saw that
1: yes so part of this uh, the global ball passing I should give credit to uh, my uh, development manager Joe Fisher uh, while I was doing we are doing this, and he said, Rothan, because we have now established contact in various other places, and he was telling that, why not we do a ball passing from uh, Scotland, for example, Scotland to, you know, the Cornwall, you know, uh, during that time. Then I said, that's a good idea. Then, then if we can do here, why not we do globally? Because we got contacts everywhere. This was the start. And that, because our within our um, those activities, of course, club join from California, club join from Singapore, club join from Lebanon, uh, Holland, uh, then um, uh, UAE, right? Of and course, this, Bangladesh. This
0: this was done bit digitally, wasn't it, by digitally, Zoom? Yeah yeah, 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 So
1: then we have come up with uh, the plan that how to do that, and um, yeah. So then uh, we created. All right, somebody will pass a ball. I'll record you with my with my camera. A ball will fly, I'll catch it. Alright. And then I'll nominate somebody with a message of let's beat COVID uh, with the power of cricket. And I'm nominating Stephen uh to catch this ball. So I, I'm passing the ball to Stephen, and that means you catch the ball. Thank you, Raton. Alright? And then you pass to somebody else. So it's a virtual capture. So then we started from California. And then it came to Washington, uh, New York, uh, Florida, uh, then part of England, uh, the, that corner. And of course, there are a lot of clubs involved in, uh, in the UK. The celebrity cricketers, if we think about uh, Alex Tudor, which is, which is uh, Ray Tudor, our head coach's elder brother, he was uh, one of them. And then this is how we move it to Australia, up to the Gold Coast. And then Adam Holyuk was there to to catch a ball and he nominated some other people. Then we had from South Africa, we had from Sweden, and in between, you know, that there was a huge interactions from everywhere.
0: Well, you really went global then. So can we just go back to Capital Kids cricket? You you started working there as a development coach in two thousand and eight and you became the chief executive officer in two thousand and fifteen. Can you tell listeners, I know you've done some of this already with what you've done in lockdown, but what, what Capital Kids Cricket does and what what difference it makes to people in the capital?
1: It is. It is know that if I go back to history of Capital Kids Cricket, it it's 30 years yep. back I should go when the state school cricket was dying in a city, London, there's almost zero uh, cricket in the primary schools. So this is where two of our trustees, both of them are Yorkshiremen and they, they, they started um, I think in a pump that we need to do something and both of them are cricket enthusiasts. Uh, one was sadly passed away, uh, William Graves. he was a journalist in um, in various papers in Standard and May at the end. Um, and Hayden Turner he's our current chairman. So they thought we need to do something so that they started with almost without money to Westminster. I think and then I think within a week or so they applied to I think one of the funder that we wanted to do this and I think they received a cheque of nearly £90,000 within a very short time 30 years back when uh, Capitalist cricket didn't have the bank account, so 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 that was the start. And you know that, um, and and then of course they had coaches, uh, assigned coaches. All right, this is what we need to do, and we came up with a plan that time, uh, six weeks blocks to each school, so six weeks of lesson to teach cricket uh, with some basic things, and you know the linking with one to other. So that was the start, and. To be honest, you know, that uh, cricket has moved on, grassroots cricket has moved on with the funding from ECB, from various other uh, organizations. And Chance to Shine started probably 2004, five.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And almost they have followed our steps, I should say. Uh, almost a similar concept. Of course, with a huge money, huge PR, they have uh, uh, done quite a lot for, for cricket uh, in grassroots, and we as a capitalist cricket feel very proud that we have started a journey when uh, it was not there. So that was primary school and, and we do day in, day out now in primary school, state primary schools. And then we do the secondary schools as well, uh, girls, um, uh, women and girls. Um, then our one of our key part is to help local communities and clubs. So there are a number of clubs that past 30 years Capitalist Cricket has helped to grow and develop uh, amini many. But if we see that, if I tell specifically which are the club we are directly involved from the beginning, it would be Regions Park Cricket Club uh, in Regions Park. It would be Tower Hamlets Cricket Club in Tower Hamlets. It is uh, West Ham and Stratford Cricket Club in Stratford, Leyton uh, Wicket Cricket Club in Leyton, uh, London Tigers Southall Cricket uh, Club in Southall, and, and these are the clubs that I mentioned. It was almost during my tenure uh, when I joined Capitalist Cricket, and mm-hmm. before that, there was uh, many other uh, clubs were supported, in, including Stoke Newton Cricket Club, North London um, Clapton Cricket Club, Islington Cricket Club, and a lot of activities were based in north and northeast of London and of course we do um, Central London which is Camden, Westminster, uh, West London also Ealing, uh, South London we did in Camden. So we, we we work across the city and work with all of the counties, Middlesex to start with, uh, Essex, we are heavily working with Essex, uh, Surrey Cricket Board. so. We run a lot of competitions. We run one of the largest primary school competitions. Every year about um, 160 to 180 school take part. And last time we ran, this year of course we couldn't do. Previous year we did uh, with uh, uh, 17 London boroughs took part in that competition. So it's not a one-off. So there is a phase. So we start the competition in November, finish it in um, um, about March. And we play uh, the final semi-final rounds at Lords, uh, right. in schools. Yeah. All right. So just why we are doing at Lords? We wanted to give some motivation to the young people, to inspiration to the young people. If anybody walking to the Lords, and that might inspire him or her to stay on on the sports or particularly cricket for a long time. So that was one of the competition we do. We do l- number of residential trip every year. So we take about 200 250. Boys and girls to different residential trips. One was in Arundel Castle, so that was been running for I think last 26, 27 years. Every so you're, year, re- you're really
0: you're really making a difference because you're working in um, some disadvantage some disadvantaged areas as well, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and 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 those and why Arundel Cricket Foundation and our partnership is so important because we work in. Disadvantaged areas. We work in state uh, state schools, and we work, you know, that uh, where the council tenants are living. Most of the people living, you know, um, depending on the social housing, uh, and all those larger families. When they go out to place like West Sussex, Arundel Castle, when they stay in uh, um, a lodge, the accommodation three days, all right. And we try to provide what a touring team will get so if a fast class touring team go they will have a breakfast on the right time they will need to get to the coach on right time all right when they get the go to the ground they'll, they'll walk to the changing room they'll come out to the ground and there will be people uh, greeting them coaches will be there everything is ready they will have a tea break they will have a lunch break and absolutely it's a, a it's a huge change from a Day and day out, what they do in London, London, you mm-hmm. will see only the only the concretes at time. Yeah, yeah. And when they go out and see the beautiful ground, and they run around where it's a, of course everybody know about our cricket cricket ground and, and the history behind it. And um, and we provide the tea almost as like a first class team or Sussex teams are having their tea almost the similar uh, menu. And and, and and for many of them it is a that three day trip is a life skill. It's it's give them a lot of though they are very young under elevens and and the twelves, but it stays within their uh, memory for a long time. So mm-hmm. so this is one of the things that we do. Separate girls group, separate boys group.
0: And yeah, say so boy, boys and girls and have some of the um uh, you're connected with the Middlesex, um, Surrey, and Essex. Have some some gone on to play at under le- under levels for any of the counties?
1: Uh, there are there are many goes uh, from our programs, but normally we don't keep any any sort of uh, record who's gone where. All right, because there are so many you know uh, within our program and mainly we know those who are coming to our clubs if from there it's go somewhere but there are a number of people join our program particularly to the residential camps and the summer camp they come from different other clubs uh, and um, and then they they move on uh, to their uh, other clubs so uh, there there is a recently one of the boy he played for England under 19 <clears throat> from not Middlesex Cricket Club, probably his name is uh, <coughs> Horman's son Sam Horman. Um, his first name I i, I forgot so he was part of our program uh for quite some time. So he's in he got a contract with the Middlesex club just now. Ravi Bupara, though Ravi Bupara don't know about much of capitalist cricket, but Ravi Bupara was coached. And, and was picked up from one of the East London Primary School uh, from Newham, a coach called uh, John Smith. So John Smith was my predecessor. So John oh, Smith was uh, the head coach and coordinator for Catholic cricket since its beginning until he passed away. I think he passed away in 2004, 2005. So, and, and that time, a lot of people knew that John Smith is doing all those things. And London schools, you know that probably London schools. Yeah, I've so London, London schools, schools are part yeah. of a lot of our activities, then we separated from London schools because London schools are focusing a little bit of elite, little bit of they've gone to a little bit of private schools, that thing so that we separated. So yeah, so there are a lot of things that we have done and we are still doing. Sometimes and I should say most of the times so our our name don't come in front. Uh, because we, we do delivery for some of the ECB's program, some of the, lot of county boards program, lost revenues program. Uh, and though we run our own things, but we don't spend money for PR, money for promotion, uh, money for digitalization, nothing. Our fund we receive, almost everything goes to the grassroots. Everything, there is no person in between. That's so, funny. like there are a lot of charities, big, big charities getting a lot of money and they will use sub delivery partners in between. And 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 while the money divert from one to other, the lot of money goes away for Admin and these mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in that sense, if I talk about myself, probably I have started a little bit of promotion when I become the CEO of 2015. Before that, we have a uh, Old-fashioned uh, um, website. We had a Facebook page, but you know that there was not much activities are going on. So we, I try to make some changes because it's 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 really matters because people need to know who you mm-hmm. are. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. Because every day we require money. Without fund, you can't do anything. The people will give you fund only. People know you if people know you that you are this person or you are this organisation, you are doing that. So we need to, we got so much of brilliant stories which are not told.
0: No, no. And,
1: and, and to capture those stories, you need You've got to have a platform. People. And, and you need dedicated time to, to uh, tell those stories via different media. So this is one of our, our lacking and still it is lacking. Uh, but, myself and my uh, development manager is joe fisher he is quite good so we are trying to do fundraising we are trying to do delivery we are trying to do coordination we are trying to do uh, digitalization we are trying to do um, you know the promotion with our, we use so uh, it's it's crazy uh, uh, but um, but it we, sounds, we, we
0: sounds, Sounds like you've got a lot on your plate there. I mean, you, you, the most important thing there is obviously interest in cricket, uh, which is which is the most important thing from from the base that was you know 30 years ago. The work you're doing, moving on to to you personally, you were a a high standard domestic player in Bangladesh in the 1980s and 1990s, and I understand you played for Bangladesh in 1993,
1: times yes uh, it was uh, it was one that i i had a little bit of chance to represent uh, my country uh, uh pre-test uh, uh, recognition uh, and uh, we didn't have the recognition for one day international even though so um, yeah i played for visiting hyderabad the uh, blues team captain by syed kirmani uh um, Chetan Sharma was playing. That time they were Chetan Sharma, Raman Lamba. They were almost uh, re- that time they were playing for India. Praveen Amre, he was almost getting to the Indian side. And a couple of Indian international was uh, was there. So those you days you were a,
0: you were a wicketkeeper batsman. I was right. a keeper batsman.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was lucky enough to called for that um, uh, tour and. Uh, I was very young. I, I was probably eighteen. I was nineteen uh, when I, I, I got a chance. So I played a three-day unofficial test uh, with them. I played uh, fast one-day uh, match against them and we won it. I played uh, first ever day-night match in Bangladesh against them. That was the first time the Bangladesh played a day-night game. So yeah, I was I was lucky enough to part of that.
0: And you moved into coaching in at the early part of this century, <coughs> and you, you coached at elite level with Bangladesh. Which, yeah, players did, um, which players did you coach when you were involved with Bangladesh?
1: Uh, I coached um, directly um, Tami Mikbal, the opener, Sakibal Hassan, who is the all-rounder, yeah. Mushpik Rahim, who is the wicketkeeper, Mahmoud Dullar who was the now the, um, I think he's a day captain. Uh, so these are the couple of couple of name uh, that I can uh, recall. There are there are many under 19, Bangladesh 18. The number of them played test matches. There are there are many. And I, I, again, um, I should say this was I was I played little bit part of their journey while I was working for Bangladesh Cricket Board. So I joined Bangladesh Cricket Board as a national coach in 2001, and uh, I was part of the junior squads so i was involved with all the um, junior national camps uh, under 13 under 15 under 17 under 19s so so that was the start and that time uh, you know the those days those who are part of those camps uh, if i think about under 13 under 15 national camps, so it was a selected group from all over bangladesh and uh, and everybody was, of course, talented, equally talented. And um, more, a lot of them made way to the national team. So, and that uh, uh, five and a half years with Bangladesh cricket board, I really enjoyed worked. I was part of I was the national coach for Bangladesh A team, Bangladesh under 17, uh, Bangladesh under 25. And then, um, I was the, one of the high-performance senior coach. Uh, uh, I was part of Bangladesh Under-19 World Cup uh, team management in 2004. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed my time in Bangladesh. But the cricket coaching was part of my DNA, probably, somehow from very early age, uh, where I grown up a place called Mamensingh. It is about... 120 miles 20 kilometers from Dhaka so I' grown up there and it was a city for cricketing uh, it was it was it was famous for cricket because of the British connection was there uh, for a long time uh, and they played cricket and, and I joined one club called county cricket Club the name was English name' country <laughs> so I started uh, my cricket there and I I never changed that club uh, throughout my life as long as I was there. So, I was played there. So, I am I am, one, uh, I am really uh, grateful to two individuals, which is one is Kaji Muhammad Hassan. He is my coach. He told me one day when I was running at the ground, would you like to play cricket? Come and join my club. So that was the day I, I, I joined a club and I wanted to join many other clubs and I was shy to ask, can I join?
0: And how old were you then? I was probably plus uh, seven eight
1: 13, 13, 14. Yeah. yeah yes, and before that I was playing the temp ball, you know uh, <coughs> uh, with the tennis ball here and there yeah, uh, yeah. though it it, it, it looks odd that you know that I started hardball cricket when I was thirteen or maybe fourteen, where if you can think about now. It is ten years old, eight years old, started hardball cricket Mm. uh, everywhere. So anyway, so this is how I got it. And then another another gentleman, uh, the founder of that club, Professor Nurul Anwar and these two gentlemen was really helped me. And I was motivated by their work work ethic, by them, I I should say. And, And very quickly, I got a chance to play in Dhaka because I was playing school cricket, um, and I was selected by Bangladesh Cricket Board. They made a uh, a school cricket 11 selected player from all over country. So I was one of them after a long process. And uh, I was captaining that team. So there was all elite players. Elite means almost everybody played either Bangladesh Under 19, our Bangladesh team from that, that squad.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, I was lucky that I was captaining there for two years and we won a Dhaka second division cricket league. And there are some coaches who I was part of. One was them, uh, Mr. Mushir Raman Montu. He passed away. He was one of my coach. <clears throat> so I learned what I used to do. Whatever I used to learn, I wanted to... Tell my fellow players, even most of them were my senior in my club in my Singh. And I was whatever I was learning in Dhaka with my coaches, when I go back to my Singh, my coach, Mr. Kazi Hassan, was telling Raton, you do the warm-up, all right? You do this, you do that with the group. So this is how
0: You evolved into a coach, yeah.
1: And involved my coach and you know that it and I was always loving it so that anything I learned, my my thing was. I wanted to tell somebody, all right, this is how I learned something. All right. And this is what you do. All right. So, yeah, this is very early age, I I should say.
0: Where do you see Bangladesh cricket in the next five years? I mean, England have toured and lost in Bangladesh, and Bangladesh are a a good side at home. How do you think they'll do, say, in the the T20 World Cup in India?
1: Well, um, any team at home, all is good. Yeah. All right. Um, it's no different than Bangladesh. Now, uh, we got huge talented players, but we got infrastructure, uh, the challenges within in the infra- infrastructure. And, um, and of course, uh, because of uh, socio economy reason, um, there are various things uh, uh, is not in place. Uh, one of them is junior cricket is hugely behind there are there are lots of cricket academy you can you can say uh, cricket coaching centers but they do just do only coaching there's not much gain because there is no not much of proper ground and you know that um so this is this is one of the challenge i think if if some of the infrastructure and some of the basic things can be implemented I think Bangladesh can be as good as India, as good as uh, uh, South Africa and any other test playing nation, I should say, uh, because of the, the amount of talent they have. We will always have a problem with playing uh, abroad um, in particularly in the wicket, like you know, the Australian hard wicket, English grass wicket. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, turning we get like in India, uh, we, we would have uh, some challenges. But having said that T20 uh, and 50 of a shorter format, our teams are, uh, are doing being well, uh, we got some really talented cricketers, individual cricketers. But again, there are, about Bangladesh cricket and its, its development, there are, it's another chapter that there are so much need to be done and if those things can be done properly it's, a, it's a, there is a uh, the sky is the limit for them i'm telling you uh, it, I'm, it's not that i'm biased that i am for bangladesh no. but it's, it's it's reality that uh, if the proper planning in place and um, some basic infrastructure can be provided and you know, it's, it's another thing is about the culture uh, the way the sports in subcontinent is like a religious for the people. Mm. Uh, And there is a huge emotion uh, goes with with it. But at times we need to keep emotion aside and need to focus what needs to be done.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, And because of the political influence, there are things sometimes you cannot do the way you want it to do as well. So I think um, yeah. and again for bangladesh cricket is one of the number one achievement the country had after the liberation war i should say so sports brought the people together in our war time it was everybody was together despite of their race religions parties and everything and this is the second thing it brought together which is the sports and particularly the cricket uh <clears throat> so the sports can it's, it's, it's nothing new in Bangladesh or anywhere. Sports can bring people together. Definitely, it's, yeah. And, uh, and, and we, we know know that the impact of sports, but uh, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a different area that we, and there are it's 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 complicated the way things need to be put in place, but it's achievable also.
0: Good. Well, hopefully, also the um, I think it's important now that. Um, especially with the effects of the pandemic that um, uh, the sort of big, big three do support the smaller countries as well. Yeah. Um, because, um, you know, England need to be playing cricket, India and Australia against not just um, themselves, but against the other, other nations to broaden the game, broaden the appeal yeah. um, of, of the game itself. But just coming to the end of, today's podcast what are your remaining ambitions um for capital kids cricket where would you like that to go um in the future obviously it's been very much affected i would imagine by the covid outbreak and looking forward to 2021
1: it's it's challenging for many organisation uh, like like uh, we are facing uh, because of lockdown and again um, this lockdown and the infection rate the way it is increasing we don't know how how high it will go and when it start to ease down uh, so it, it's a very um, uncertain six months or maybe a year will go go by though there is a vaccine is coming it will take some time to roll out and you know so when we will be uh, but as, as for capitalist cricket, I just wanted to make sure that this grows this grows. I wanted to make it uh, a organization it is not not only me as a person I think everybody in capitalist cricket wanted to see this everybody talk about at least uh, recognition that there is an organization called capitalist cricket they do this, this this. So at least I wanted to take that personally on that level. Number two is, of course, the experience and expertise that we have uh, as a team that can be hugely benefited for many, many organizations, many more small organizations. And I should say many big organizations can, can get benefit from our, our experience and expertise. And, and, and our, if you th- see our case stories, that, that can be uh, uh, motivational for the people and and we always wanted to work with all the uh, cricketing body, uh, ECB, uh, county boards, uh, other charities and one of the important thing is we wanted to change life of the people. It's not that we wanted to make a young cricketer to be international cricketer, we wanted to give that young cricketer the hope and opportunity so that it is, it can give him the opportunity what he wanted to be in his life. So it can be a sports personal With the sports in young age, it can refresh your mind for various way. It's not necessary that as long as you are a successful person, as long as you are a good person who help himself, his family, and the community. That is what we wanted to be, everybody. And then, then the community will be safer. Community will be thriving and the country will be prosperous.
0: Well, thank you. That's a a great message. And um, thank you very much for being on the paddock and the pavilion today. Uh, The very best wishes to you and Capital Kids Cricket for 2021 and beyond. Thank you, Ratan.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And uh, uh, have a a very uh, joyful Christmas
0: ahead. Thank you. And in the final episode of the paddock and the pavilion, in 2020 i caught up with our very first guest the young italian jockey gaia Boni, who had this to say to all our followers hi everyone i hope you have had a lovely christmas during the, in these uh, strange circumstances and i i wish all the best for the next year 2021 thank you very much gaia and best wishes to everyone thank you for listening to the paddock and the pavilion You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Pad and Pab. Sports Social Podcast Network.